Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And my name is Megan Eanes, a local real estate agent for 20 years and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you have come to the right place. You know, it's funny. Whenever we do this intro, I always think and hear different words about it. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like we do want you to be informed. You know, we Mm -hmm. do, you know, want you to be savvy. And, yeah, there's like, it's an ever-changing market, right? Yes, especially week by week. Yeah, definitely week by week. What's new in the ever-changing market in your world this week? I just had seen um, something that um, Marlin had posted, one of the local um, lenders the in lenders? the area, yeah. about the interest rates. That is and ever-changing. Yes, they definitely are, and you just kind of you got to make sure you got somebody on your side working with you and for you to make sure that you're getting the best rates that you can and locking them in as soon as yeah. you can when you can get a property. Yep. So He showed like a graph and it's yes, scary. I saw this the is graph. How it keeps rising and rising and yeah, you you get what you get, but you know, it's but still, you can't complain. What is it? 5, 5.5% now. Yeah. And still still, still pretty great. good. But I guess if you had the expectation that it was going to be 3 and you started shopping last year, I do have a buyer that's like that. I was just texting him the other day and like, "Do you see any houses that you that you want to see?" And he's just depressed. He's like, no. He's like, there's nothing that I can see with the rates and with the prices and with my budget. It's not looking good. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's sad. But we had some chances, you know, had some chances. And and you know what? Now we just got to make the best with what you can and regroup, regroup what your expectations are in a house and look at the glass being half full, not half empty. Right. I'm I'm surprised. Like I'm really starting to get busy with people that are looking at properties yeah. and houses getting ready to come on the market. Yep. So, I mean, now really still is a great time to buy. It's exciting. It's exciting because I, I feel the buyers are still energized. The sellers recognize it's still a good market for them. And there's this merging of worlds where like it's it's balancing out a little bit. And it's not flattening or dropping, but there's there's a good blend of buyers and sellers. And you still need to price it right, and it'll sell. What I will say from an agent's perspective is I'm I'm kind of enjoying the the intensity has come down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. As soon as a house comes on the market, it's not a you gotta go that night and look at it. Right. There's a little bit more time and it's a little more I wouldn't say laxed, but just slowed yeah. down enough that you can schedule a couple showings at the same time versus meeting clients every night it's helpful one house a night yeah. just because you have to or it's yep. gone and it means that us real estate agents can't just sit back and expect it to get multiple offers in the first weekend you do have to market you do have to put your best foot forward you can't show pictures of a house that is just like you know two pictures and then a picture of your dog sitting in the front porch and like there's nothing in the inside you've got to like at least present it mm-hmm. buyers out there these days are scouting out the internet looking for like they what are. what houses look good they're not going to go look at a house if there's nothing good for them to see online, right? Uh, pictures still drive me crazy. It's the ones where you're looking at them and somebody's got their cell phone and they're taking them with the cell phone. And yes. Some of them are turned sideways. sideways. Some of them are long and some of them are really tiny, almost like uh, just this, what are those called? Thumb, thumb, thumb something. Like little thumbnail kind of yeah, like the, size. 
pictures. They drive me nuts. Or you, do you see a thumb in the corner of a picture oh, sometimes? Occasionally. Yep. Or an agent in a bathroom mirror. Oh, you got to look. <laughs> like, All the pet peeves of photography, you know, come out with us. I think we have the same brain, Megan. Like, yes. you know, we, we're very anal about, like, what does it look like? How do we get things done? How are we going to give the best service to our people? Part of that is good pictures. And we're going to have somebody on in just a second who is a professional, somebody who knows exactly what he's doing. How to take pictures that don't have a thumb in a, in a way he'll be insulted if we, if we oh, bring yeah, that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we we want to at least make sure that we are representing um, the listing well, and photography is the best option. So Matthew Lofton is the person who we've actually referenced on this show a few different times in the past, but he has been long term, long standing in the community and takes excellent pictures. Knows what he's talking about. Knows what he's doing. We're going to get to hear straight from him of how to best do that, how to best sell a house, but even more so, just learn a a little bit about him. So here's our chat with Matt Lofton. Well, here we are with the professional photographer, Matt Lofton. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you for coming in to, we're now recording, and we haven't mentioned this, in our basement. You know, we realized that the acoustics are better down here. They are pretty We realize it's quieter, and you get a better conversation. So we're in the Icon offices down in the basement. So thank you for coming downstairs to chat with us. It's funny, before we started recording, we talked about a little bit the history of relationships of people in the office, Megan, you and Matt go back a little while. Um, but just share with us, Matt, kind of where you're from and, um, you know, how you came to the industry that you're in today. Well, I'm what you call a local. Okay. So um, born and raised in Winchester. Okay. Um, went to James Wood High School. So I'm a, you know, haven't gone very far. You're the townie. Yes, yes. the townie. Got it. I bought the house I grew up in. Um, so that was kind of cool. Spent a lot of years in that. And then when I got married three years ago, we combined our households and bought a new a new house. So nice. Still in Winchester. Yeah, nice. So if you went to James Wood, you know the area, what made you stick? What What about Winchester is then saying, okay, this is where I'm going to plant my roots? I, honestly, I've been to 49 states, and I've been looking for a new place to live, uh-huh. and I've never found any place that I really liked. Um, and then when I started my business here, it just kind of kept me here. So now it's even harder, I think, to huh. go somewhere else yeah. and start over. Yep. Uh, that's pretty scary. Okay. And... I, I have to ask, what what state have you not been to? Oh, Alaska. Okay. Alaska. My mom All right. had been to 49. She was missing 50. And she was missing Oklahoma. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, it's just, kind of an obscure she, one in the middle of the country. She finally hit it. But so when I hear <laughs> people to talk to. about how many states they've been to, that always fascinates yep. me. Yep. Well, I'll just give myself a little plug. I'm going to Alaska in a few weeks. Great. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Get a che- can't ch- check that off the list. It's a family trip. And I'm like, all right, I'm along for the ride. Let's do it. Got my in-laws having their 50th anniversary, and we're going to oh, go see Alaska. So enough about me. Let's continue to talk <laughs> about you, Tangent. Matt. So how did you get into the photography business? Uh, I've always been interested in photography growing up um, back in the film camera days, mm. you know? Yeah, right. And um, I, I think right when digital cameras came out, I bought one, um, and I was experimenting a lot with it because you could just delete it if you didn't like it. It was really easy to experiment and try new things. And then um, I was just kind of doing local sports just for fun. And then an agent years ago um, 
was an assistant to another agent, and they were uh, they listing a million-dollar home and asked if I would come in and take photographs. Hmm. And I said, I'll give it a shot. Sure. So I took photographs, and it went well. And then um, local agent, icon agent Dave Spence. Yep got me to do all of his photographs from there and on. So that was back in 2009. He's been using you for a really long time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think Dave is a little bit of a trendsetter from that standpoint of trying to be a little proactive and be innovative and creative, especially for Winchester. You know, we're not a hip, up-and-coming kind of trendy town. But when it comes to selling real estate, sometimes little things like that stand out. So when you started getting into that business, even with Dave, what were you looking for in a house when you were taking pictures? Like what, how does your eye, you know, view a house is probably a little different than a standard person, right? The photography brain might be a little different. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'm probably looking more at the lighting and the surroundings of the house. Um, For instance, a a house like a wood cabin is going to photograph different with drywall um, or something with a wood ceiling is going to photograph different than a, you know, a drywalled ceiling or a um, paneled ceiling, something like that. So hmm. just how the light is going to, how it can use that light or need to bring in more artificial light to make the house look better. It is interesting. I don't think about lighting in that standpoint. And, uh, you know, when you have a house that is really, really bright, sometimes it looks washed out in pictures. Uh, and then you have a house that's dark and you, you get a sense of, okay, do we need lights in this house? Are there enough windows mm-hmm. in the house? So there's a delicate balance to the eye when you're in the house in real person versus what shows up at the end product. Yes. So what goes on with that post editing? So you, you, you have your eye and you get the visuals, you get the lighting, you get all that stuff down. What are you then looking for for the end product to what a consumer sees out there online digitally? I'm just trying to make it as even as possible, something that someone can walk in there or see it online and it just makes sense. It's not too dark. It's not too bright. It's just what you would, I guess, expect to see mm. in just normal, just regular conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of houses are really dark and you just have to lighten them a lot, flash them a lot, you know, make them pretty bright. So they're comparable to a normal house that would be, you know, with a lot of windows and drywall and um, light paint. Yeah, you do. You, you probably get used to it now. I mean, you, yes. you, since doing it since two thousand nine, it's it just comes naturally. Um, I I take my own pictures a lot of times, and I don't have the 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 professional training, I guess. So your answer is unique. You know, what kind of training have you had? You know, you just kind of dabbled into it and you started doing it. And is it self learned? Is it is it something from school that you've kind of gleaned over the years? Like what? What's giving you that extra, those extra tips? Um, I'm all self-taught. So what I was doing back in 2009 is probably completely different than what I'm doing now. Huh. Um, and technology has come a long way, too. The camera back in 2009 is way different than what I'm using now. So, it's um, yeah, it's all been self-taught. You know, doing it this long, I'm kind of learning new things every day, mm-hmm. new ways to do this, new ways to do that. Are you doing other photography shoots besides houses? I do a little bit. Um, I try to stay away from weddings and uh-huh. portraits. Uh-huh. I do a lot of uh, corporate stuff for some businesses locally. Um, I do some headshots. You know, I did the ones here, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, I stay away from the uh, like the high stress ones. I okay. Just, 
yeah, want to yeah. keep my weekends free too. <laughs> the high stress with demanding people saying, take a picture of this angle, take a picture with this 25 people. And yeah, I can imagine weddings are high stress. Yeah. Do you find that most of what you're doing nowadays is just the um, housing photography? It is, yes. Yeah, that's probably my, probably 90% of my work, which keeps me plenty busy. Keeps you real busy. But I know you're busy in other areas too. Yes. So you're a very fit person. I've seen you in the running circles. My son runs, but also you run and you've won races, I'm sure. Many races. Yes. So you're a big runner in town. How did... <laughs> What got you into running years and years ago? Have you, did you run at James Wood? I did not. I really? Played, I played soccer for two years at James Wood. Okay. Played with Dave. Um, and then I didn't, yeah, I didn't play my junior or senior years. Um, and then running, I just kind of got in close to the same time as photography. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my best friend at the time moved out to San Diego, California, which is the mecca of running and triathlons. And he said, I'm going to train for a marathon. And he did it. I said, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. So I took this unnatural approach of couch to marathon. No. I did. You just jumped right in. I did. I've seen the, the couch to 5K. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I, not so much couch to marathon. I did from, um, I think, June, and I raced the marathon in November and ran that pretty well. Wow. Um, and I said, I think I'm, well, af- right after the race, I said, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, right. And then, um, yeah, about two weeks later, I was back at it. That's impressive. Yes. I love it. So do you, what's your... Be- I mean, can you say what your best time is? Do you remember what that first marathon was? Have you done uh, more since then? Cause- yeah, my first marathon was the Marine Corps in 2008, I believe it was. Okay. And I was uh, three hours and 43 minutes. Whew. That's a lot of running. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of running. And then my best was Chicago Marathon in 2017. I was 246. That's that's a big Sorry, difference. Two, 236, a, 45. a big jump. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of improvement there. And now you're coaching. Yes. Yes. What does that world look like for you? Uh, so I was the assistant cross-country coach at Millbrook for nine years. And then I, what I like to say, retired uh-huh. um, and got married and then uh, realized I missed it. And a head coaching job opened up at James Wood High School. And I took that. This will be my third season coming up. So nice. I started right when COVID hit. So that was an interesting start. That's challenging. To coaching, yes. Well, I guess running is one of those things that, you know, was a little COVID and still is COVID friendly. It is, yes. But running in a, with a mask is not fun. So we didn't have to run with a mask, but we had to mask when we were um, not running. Yeah. So they, I, I guess when the limits came out, it said if you're actually participating in the sport, you don't have to be a mask on. But when you're just standing around, you had to mm-hmm. have one. Well, congratulations, because James Wood has an amazing running squad. Um, cross-country, track, you name it. Um, give us a prognosis. Give us a little bit of the upcoming season for running this coming fall in local high school sports. Wow. Um, well, for James Wood, we lost a lot of se- well, a lot of good seniors this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think on the guy side, it might be a little more of a rebound season. Mm. And the girl side, I think we're going to be pretty good um, getting a lot of newcomers in we've had three summer practices right now and uh, a lot of good young talent um, also with the talent that we have coming back so because last year James Wood won districts yeah boys and right? girls boys and girls oh congratulations thank you went to regionals and states yes right the, the boys went to states the girls missed it by like two points I think Ugh. it was heartbreak yeah yeah that's challenging I mean especially a course is is always different, so you never yes. know how to prepare and what's going. On. And I'm trust me, 
I'm not an expert in this in any <laughs> means because I'm just getting into it myself. But when I watch kids run, I'm like, how are they doing this? I mean, they're, they're running through forests. You're running through meadows. You're running through water. You're going up and down. And, and the times are incredible. So <laughs> the training for that. So you're saying you're training now yes. in the summer leading up for an August, September, fall Correct. season. That's a lot. Yes, So it is. how many kids show up to these training sessions uh, in we, the humid weather? I think we had about 20 to 25 on Monday. Wow. Yes. That's, so, a, that's a lot. That is. That's committed. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I have a really good group of kids, um, and they're all committed, which is wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful to have that. Yeah. Now, do you run with them? I do. I run with them every day. That's great. And you beat them. You have to, um, you have to... I can stay competitive with uh-huh. them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's one thing that um, the kids really appreciate that I'm actually doing it as well. I'm not just standing on the sidelines and telling them and what to telling do. Them what and... to do. Yeah. Um, so they can see that I, I have the passion and I have a, a skill in a way that I can do it and I like doing it. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. So yeah, my son's a Hanley guy. Yes. So we will be we'll be coming for you this it's gonna season. It's going to be good okay? competition this it'll season. Be competition. <laughs> you know, Hanley's lost a couple of kids as well. So it'll be interesting to see the dynamic of what that um, fall season looks like. So, all right, enough of the diversion of, of running. Let's get back to real estate. So give me a couple little tips. If you were a seller in this market today, what would you, a photographer, suggest of uh, just a few tips that people can do to make your job easier. Um, I always like all the lights on and windows open. So I want to get as much light in as I can. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing I tell people is you have to make it look like you don't live there while still living there. Mm. So no clutter. Yeah. Um, so stuff off the countertops of the kitchen because you want to see what the countertops look like. Get rid of all the trinkets and the things and bookshelves yep. and you know, so it sounds like a real estate agent. Depersonalize yeah. it. Yeah, just, you know, okay, if there's a showing, let's turn some lights on. Photography, you want to make sure it's accommodating and receptive to right. make sure the pictures look good, right? Pretty no-brainer. I love that your pictures really make it look like you're seeing the house. It's not, um, you know, like this a house that you get excited to see online and in the pictures, and then you get there, and it does not look anything like it. So I love how realistic your pictures really are, and I, I think they do a great job of actually showing the house. Well, thank you. So- yeah, it, it is important to, to just declutter, stage it in a way that allows the photographer to do his or her job well. Right. Yes. I mean, and doing it for this long of time, again, you've got the eye. So it's amazing. We really, we real estate agents appreciate it. Right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Which is why, when if I have a listing, you are the only person that I have photographer, uh, photograph, excuse me, those, those properties. And, and as, I know I can't do it as well. And I, and it's also a selling feature for my, for me as uh, an agent to my sellers is look, I'm going to hire a f- professional photographer to do these pictures for you. Yeah. And, and as we talked about in the intro, you know, you can tell, you can tell the difference mm-hmm. of uh, somebody who's just an agent doing it themselves. It doesn't know what they're doing and, you know, it doesn't, doesn't look the same. So yeah, it's a different, um, different market right now where, you know, back in the day I would contact an agent and they would show me the properties they have. And now everyone's shopping online. Yeah. So those pictures make a big difference because more than likely your client has already seen the house and they're contacting you to go see that. Mm -hmm. So they've already seen the photos of it. Yeah. So it's a big. Do you dabble into videos? I do. Yes. So walk us through kind of what you 
do with that world of taking videos? I'm a little new to video, mm -hmm. um, but I've had a lot of requests for it, so I'm kind of slowly dabbling into it. Um, I wouldn't say I'm really confident in the video work, yeah. which, but I'm just being honest. But um, I, yeah, it's it's going well, but I'm, there's still a lot to learn. Yeah, and I know that from the photography standpoint, that's still the, the driving factor. Um, from a realtor perspective, that's what matters. Videos are flashy. Videos are glitz and glamour. And videos you can put up on social media, and it's more about a, a brag of, uh, you know, here's here's what I have. Um, but really, the, it's the pictures that do the true right. talking of what the house looks like. The pictures are going to get the buyer into the property. Yeah. Yeah, not a fancy glitzy video, which I, I can appreciate. I think that they're they have their their space, but um, having somebody who knows what they're doing, like you, Matt, is going to be the head and tails uh, above um, what, what a standard agent is going to do on their own, which is going to sell love the that house. You don't just do the interior and the exterior, but you can do the drone shots too. Yes. Because that's huge. Because it's one thing to see the front and sides of a property to get the entire view makes a huge difference. Yeah, I remember back when I first started, um, an agent was like, they, they wanted, I think it was a big property, and he said, can you get up in a plane and get <laughs> photos? And I was like, this sounds great. Like, I'm totally for yeah. this. You yeah. know, and I, I called the uh, airport to see how much it would be to get a flight and, um, you know, get some aerial photos. So this is a lot cheaper and a lot easier just to, <laughs> to pull the drone out of the trunk. Right. That was probably one of Dave so Spence's <laughs> clients, right? He was probably like, let's, let's get a plane. Let's get my dad up there. We'll put Matt in the seat, and he can take some pictures. <laughs> That sounds like something he would do. Right. I don't know. That does. Yeah. Drone's a lot easier. I agree. Well, um, you are an avid listener to our podcast. I appreciate it. I know I bump into you every now and then, and, and you will even correct us if we have things that are not exactly ideal with our sound qualities, and we do the best we can. Or you also suggest what we can do. We are not going to change things up on you, though. I had a, I had a thought we should. But we won't. We have five iconic questions okay. for you. I'm ready for these. Okay. Because I know you've listened and you appreciate these. So question number one for your iconic question of the day. What is one of your favorite restaurants in town? So there's kind of a two-part to this. Um, I would say food-wise, my favorite restaurant is Manolete's. Yeah. Um, I think it just can't be beat with uh, – and I don't like the traditional Mexican where it all kind of looks the same, uh -huh. kind of – plopped on a plate yep. and they definitely have a much more better like a uh, presentation yep but i would think the favorite restaurant would be anthony's really um i've been going there i don't know if anybody's <laughs> said that yet i haven't heard it but they yeah. are great yeah so you know they do the uh tuesday cheap pizza night yep and uh, my friend and i when he first had his son we called it a uh, guy's night and we would go out we would get his wife you know, night free, and we would take a sun out. We've been going there every Tuesday for, I think, seven years. That's cool. So now my wife has joined in Getting on them it. in the business. So we call it Guy's Night anyway or Pizza Night. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But we see the same people. There's a, a table of some retired people that are there every Tuesday. So it, it's the same people that were there. So I think it's like the community that we mm -hmm. see on Tuesday night mm -hmm. that makes it, you know, more – more than just the food. Yep. So on top of just Anthony's, which Anthony's? The Sensini Road Anthony's. Okay. Yes. I've been there many times. Yeah. I've been there a it's few. A I'm, a, I'm a warrior. You're the Steven City. I'm a Steven girl. City. I got you. <laughs> Anthony's. Yep. Okay. They have also, by the way, the best chicken Caesar salads. They really are amazing. Really? Mm -hmm. All right. Plugs for Anthony's. Question number two. Uh, what is something you love about your neighborhood? Um, so we live on Fox Drive. And um, all of our neighbors are 
really old, <laughs> so they're really quiet. <laughs> you can say that, yeah, sure. <laughs> so the um, the the neighbor next to us, he built his house in 1960, and he's retired. Um, so he's really quiet. And the other side, um, I think they're probably all in the same age range and behind us. So, um, and and we bought the house from the granddaughter of the original owner. Hmm. So um, it's it's just really quiet. You know, there's not a lot of noise or. Um, that's helpful though. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and even being Fox Drive to that's a great location. It's I, we love the location there. Yeah. We're right by 37 right yep. by downtown. I mean uh, the museum at Shenandoah Valley is yep. walking distance. It's great. Right well, by the high school. Right. Uh, that's so great cuz yep. I used to commute, well not commute, but have to drive from Millbrook back into town. Mm. And that would be sometimes 20 minutes just to get from Millbrook at 5 o'clock back into Winchester. Yeah. Now it's straight shot. Yes. Less than a couple miles away, even a mile probably. I think it's a one and a half. You probably know exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> With your pace. Um, yeah, question number three. So why is Winchester a great place to live? I think the location and how we're so central to so many things. Um, if You know, you go west, you're in the country. You go east, you're in the city. Um, same with north-south. Uh, I, I just think the location of it um, in the Shenandoah Valley, I just think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You can go to D.C. and go to Baltimore. Um, I remember in high school, went to concerts all the time in D.C. Mm. So it was just, um, you know, being that close to something that has a lot of things, events going on is is really nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, I agree. Where do you meet uh, or hang out with your friends in Winchester? Um, I would probably say the Shenandoah Valley Runners. So I've, I've met a lot of my really good friends through running um, the Shenandoah Valley, Shenandoah Valley Runners Club. I'm a member of that. Um, and I... It's just a great way to. It's, it's a it's a community. It is. Yeah, people know each other. They see the same faces in this in these races, and it's competitive, but it's friendly. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We have a winter series that's every two weeks in the winter, which you know gets people out the door in the winter when nobody else wants to run, um, and it's great seeing all these other kind of crazy people running in the snow and freezing <laughs> temperatures. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so we're all kind of crazy in that way, and we can relate to one another. <laughs> So. That is awesome, though. Yep. There's, there's all these different pockets of little communities in Winchester of, of clubs. On You know, there's running, and I used to be a part of the soccer community, still am, where there's, like, the different schools, and it, there's the university. We got a chance to hear from Liz Albert, you know, a little while ago. And it's just there's there's really cool, like, just um, – I, I can't say it any differently, but pockets of communities of people that really care about each other. Right. It's cool. Yeah. So last question. Um, what is one of Winchester's hidden gems? I think the country roads, the back roads. Nice. That's one of my favorite things about it. Um, I love going on drives. I love taking my car out and just uh, driving back roads. Um, my wife and I like to take little Sunday drives sometimes and we'll just get to intersection and say left or right. And we'll just pick a way and just go. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, Yes. So and, and I get to see all the back roads, too, with with work, you know, with um, houses all over the area. So it's it's great seeing the country that maybe a lot of people haven't explored. I mean, Frederick County is really large. Yeah. When you think about how far out it goes, really large. like out about, you know, Mountain Falls or 522, you know, on the west side. And, you know, yeah, well, I guess that's what north 50 west. Yeah, yeah I'm following you. Well, even down there, you. right towards um like uh, Back Mountain. Or, yes. Uh, in, you can end up almost in Strasburg. Right. And you're still in Frederick County. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's, it's some 
crazy how big it is. And then you wonder why, you know, schools close because of snow or something like exactly. that. It's those roads. What is it, like three or 400 miles worth of roads I think there are in Frederick County? Is that I what it is? It's, wow. it's, okay. it's a lot. That's a lot. I believe it. With yeah. all, yeah, all those back with Star Tannery, I mean, way back there. And, yep. See, but this, it is, it's a beautiful county. You never know what you're going to get on these on these episodes. You never know what you're talking about. You're talking about That's crazy right. back roads and Sunday drives. Yes. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being here. And I appreciate you coming in and being a loyal listener. Continue to share us as you're out there in the world. But we want to share you. So tell us a little bit about how people can come in contact with you if they need the photography. Well, I'm really bad with uh, my website and social media. So, um, But I do have a site. It's MatthewLofton.com. Mm-hmm. I have Instagram, and um, but I, I think what I want to plug is my most fun Instagram that I actually update, yep. and it's called This Pet I Met, and it's all about the pets I meet while I'm working um, nice. at different homes. All right. So I'm putting up photos, and I, um, you know, I try to get some information about the pet and put that on the Instagram page. Um, it's some something that's fun because I'm, I like looking at Instagram and seeing happy stuff. You know, exactly. I'm, I'm always sending my wife reels of dogs and cats and that's what i'm there for so um we will we will look that up and we will plug it (laughs) absolutely the pet i met this pet i met met. met. Uh uh-huh yeah i love that i didn't know that you did that that is really awesome cool well matt thanks so much for being here thank you for having me we really appreciate it and guys just keep on the lookout for those fun houses with great pictures so thanks matt thank you Matt truly is one of our loyal listeners. So it was really cool to have him on because like I literally have had conversations with him where he's just fine tuning some of the things we talk about where he's like, you should have this other person on or you should you should talk about this or ask him this question. And so I love (laughs) having somebody on the show that is a loyal listener. So Uh, yeah, I love having a meet, like getting to meet our fans. (laughs) Yep. Meet the fans, but he's also somebody who is in the industry and we can learn from. So is there anything that kind of stood out to you of uh, what we learned from Mr. Lofton? I like how he's just adapting with the times, Um, how he's gone. You know, his cameras obviously have changed. The way he's done things has changed. Um, Being able to go from just taking the pictures to being able to, um, well, to want, be willing to do anything, to be willing to, you know, rent a plane, mm-hmm. to go up and yeah, get aerial right? photos. He's like, sure, I'll try that. I mean, that is, that's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, to, to the drone shots and just um, – but I think my favorite part was what he told us at the very end about how he loves photography and he loves pets. And he's kind of made that um, – as his new thing with uh, yes. this pet I met on Instagram. I just think that is so cool. Absolutely. Everybody it makes you me just like go, Matt even more. Go follow that. I'm already looking. I mean, that is going to be our social media segment here is look at that. Um, this pet I met. Check it out. Look at the amazing pictures that he's taking. Look at the pets. and <laughs> I, just, I, I love this. Just the, the awesome looking dogs holding their toys with their sweet little puppy dog eyes staring at you. You know, you, you get all the different pictures that he's taken. So follow that. That is our social media segment um, <laughs> of, the, of the episode. I love it. This pet I met. Yes. Well, um, let's talk about upcoming events. What's happening around town? What do you see on the horizon, Megan? 
Well, coming up on Thursday from 630 to 830 at Sharando is the Summer Showcase. So they're doing uh, the Robbie Lyman Band's going to be playing. Uh, it'll be at the Sharando Park Rotary Shelter, cool. which is a, the very large shelter by the soccer fields across from the pool. Uh-huh. Um, they're going to have food available for purchase. So, I mean, that'll be a really good time. That will be. Yeah, he's popular. Yes, right? he is. Yeah, he gets around and he's... He's been doing this for years. Definitely a local community guy. Yes, so 630 to 830 on Thursday. Perfect. Love it. Well, something that if it's for your family, school is now officially out. Summer is here. Um, there, it seems like every church known to man does vacation Bible schools. I will plug the one that I know and that I like and I'm a part of. Fellowship Bible Church has what's called Kids Week coming up next week. You can still register your kids and drop them off on Tuesday through Friday mornings and just let them have a good fun old time. I think the, the theme of it is called Zoomerang, so it's about fun uh, Australian characters and animals and things like that so they would love it so you can go to fbcva.org slash kids week for that and i know at the end of the week they're having a big pool party celebration at jim barnett park so rent out the whole park rent out not the park but the pool have your kids have a fun pool party at the end of it so that's what's happening um in our world here in winchester so guys this uh it just time flies by Right, I it mean, sure does. It, and Megan, you're doing amazing. Keep up the good oh, work. Thank you. Let's continue to keep doing another many more shows together as we progress here. So um, next week, I think it's just going to be the two of us chatting. Okay. And and also, by the way, I forgot to mention it's Father's Day this coming weekend. It is. So oh, that's right on Sunday. It's on Sunday, so that's just another local thing. So say hello, give a shout out to your dad out there if if he's around. Right. So, there you go. Well, um, thanks for joining us in this episode of Iconic Talk. We hope you learned something from today's episode and look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you're looking for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And if you have a moment, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. Yep. Until next time, thanks Iconic. Thank you.